Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Drew. I'm Phil Fechner. And we've got a very, very special guest today, former South Australian cricketer, Chris Harms. How are you? Gentlemen, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what you've got to tell us today, because uh, uh, I believe that you've got a new project just about to uh, hit, the, hit the floor, as it were. Tell us a bit yes, about it. Yes, um, it's a vision to set up a factory very soon after this election in the, uh, in the Holden factory, manufacturing uh, bats and balls, starting with a new um, patented cricket ball, uh, two-piece ball for the, uh, for the grassroots community market. Oh, that sounds really interesting. Now, before you get right into it, I think I could hardly but uh, not mention your renowned statistics from your first-class career. <laughs> Don't get them around the wrong <laughs> way. <laughs> End the interview. <laughs> it, sensa sensational batting average of 45.3. No, that was his bowling average. <laughs> <laughs> and his batting average was a very, very useful 22.65, Phil. But mm. ready for this? He had five not outs, and his high score was a not out as well. So that's made his average look a bit good, I reckon. Wow. <laughs> well, I was described by Hoggy and Hooksy as part-time cricket, a full-time socialiser. <laughs> cricket was down about third drop in my priorities uh, with golf and, uh, and and what have you. And uh, I played for fun and, um, and and managed about the same number of games as you, Stumpy. Well, so I believe. Mm. It, yeah, And the fact is that at least we can both say we did play, which is a... It's something that it's, Phil, as yes, a ten, tennis player. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of enough of that humour. Um, now, tell us, really, how how did this whole concept of this ball, uh, cricket ball, get started? Um, I had done. I got a little a grant from the ACA to do a little bit of work. I spent a bit of time in Alice Springs originally doing a few footballs, which you may remember. Yes. Uh, and I was invited <clears throat> when I came back. The government wanted me to to look at uh, creating some jobs um, uh, if the Holden factory shut down, and it's just shut down, and there's an election on at the moment. And um, we looked into logistics. I did a pilot here in Elizabeth. Um, it wasn't sustainable, and at exactly the same time, there was a bit of press around the footballs. James Sutherland and the board were starting to have problems with the quality and price and durability and performance of cricket balls. And they invited me in and uh, said, could you, could you help us out? It was several years ago, and it's been a long, uh, up and down journey of uh, uh, cutting balls apart, um, testing them, um, and then now we've patented a new two-piece ball which has some features on it to create a four-piece effect and some digital printing and uh, we're, we're ready to go. We're doing half the ball here and half the ball in India at the moment, uh, but with a, a crowdfund on, on possible, we're selling enough balls that we can raise enough money uh, to buy the robot that we've designed out of Europe that'll do the stitching, which is the last process we have to uh, to master. And every every ball, every five thousand balls that we were to make annually creates a job. So, in in the you know if you got to the grand final in the perfect world, if you're making half a million balls, which is half the market for Australia and, and New Zealand, uh, that would create a hundred jobs. Um, but that's a long way off. We're just trying to over this next month. Um, uh, sell a few cricket balls and a few coasters. I borrowed uh, James Sutherland's uh, Cricket Australia coaster, yeah. and we're matching that. With, for twenty dollars, we're selling a coaster, and for fifty dollars, a customised cricket ball. That's got the sales pitch in. That's <laughs> now the real question. Well, actually, I'm aware that you, this has been a labour of love for mm. you for a number of years, and it's great yeah. to see that it actually coming to fruition. Um, I'm really interested in 
uh, not the absolute technicalities, but the, the way you've got uh, a two-piece ball to act like a four-piece ball and the fact that you've uh, got this way beyond my comprehension, this laser sort of stuff to do it. Can you explain mm. that to uh, everybody? Well, it's, it's a bit like a good bottle of wine, being us, all of us being Barossans here. Um, you've got to have a good berry. So we've got really good Victorian leather, which we've been treating, both um, chrome leather, which is not the best, and some really good alum tan leather. You infrared scan it, um, you laser cut the shapes. Um, we've designed a new core, um, which will remain secret until uh, till the summer, which replicates the beautiful old balls of the late 70s and early 80s, right. which were the best, the old platypus and kookaburras. Uh, and then we're, <coughs> we try to pick out the very best features of each ball. So the Duke ball has very good flat, <coughs> coarse rope, which keeps the swing going. We're going back to um, natural waxes uh, and shellacking um, for, the, for the surface. Um, but to create the, um, the turbulence, the Bellini's turbulence uh, on the ball, to reduce the amount of swing that a two-piece ball has on turf, which makes it impossible to, to use in, in good hands, yes. we've uh, incorporated a laser etch, which creates the quarter seam. And we've also um, uh, perfected uh, digital printing so that clubs can put their logos and their sponsors' logos, which can bring the price down from the... 60s, 80s, 100s, down to 40, and even even probably 20 balls after sponsorship um, into grassroots cricket. So we're, we're aiming at the bottom 80% of the market, and we've, we've been liaising with Cricket Australia through their innovation hub, and we're creating the real hub in, in Holden to um, to make these balls, and they'll be made all during the winter, ready for... Uh, for distribution next next summer. That is that is fantastic. Well, I've got a couple of balls in my hand here, Rick, and they look pretty impressive. I don't know much about them, but um, my word, no. I mean, it's got the advertising on it, and got a Jason Gillespie one here, and uh, no, they're impressive things, aren't they? They are. They are, and they've been tested on hard wickets as well. Yes. Or? Yeah. We yeah hard wickets, um, various types of turf wicket um, matting. Um, we, we, we had to test a lot of the tolerances of the, of the etch and the durability of the, of the, um, the digital printing uh, and the various cores, but really it comes back to being a perfect sphere, um, perfect rope. We've, uh, there was a beautiful ball made uh, for Clary Grimmett when he took seven uh, for 109 on the Adelaide Ale. 1934 ball, which was probably the purest ball we ever saw, and we built our specs pretty much off that ball we x-rayed and infrared scanned and and we really we really analyzed it to come up with one ball one sort of universal ball that'll be good for anything below the the hand stitched um four piece balls for um professional cricket Cricket. probably first grade district cricket so we we, we, it is it at the uh, at the hard wicket and the school cricket and the practice area that we're aiming and the price of balls I, i know i had a little to do with ringwood Sorry, not Ringwood, um, Tanunda for a while, and um, you know the cost of balls is is, is prohibitive. The yeah. small club it's over two grand. Southern districts where I do a bit of coaching, it's over twenty thousand dollars a year to buy for balls. Just balls. for cricket balls. between <laughs> sixty and a hundred dollars they are. Oh, so baseballs, right? baseballs are uh, in around the forty dollar mark, and that's where we will be aiming this through an e. You design your own ball online, then it'll go um, through the the lead manufacturing process, and then out the door 
direct factory direct model because it's a standardised product. It's it's not like a piece of clothing or a or a hat that you have to try on. Yes, um, um, I believe also that their durability is uh, considerably better than what's going around at the moment, so that um, they'll last long enough to be able to use in practice as well. Yeah, I, I think um, I asked actually asked some of the the uh, president and the board members of Cricket Australia define a good cricket ball. <laughs> Guess what? They couldn't. Oh. Um, and a good cricket ball is perfectly round. It's 156 gram. Uh, and over a period of, say, um, 90 overs, it should swing for 30 like our old balls did. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom. As it Sorry, this is going to be repeating itself here. Uh, it's not the ABC. Okay. So, um, so it should swing for... Um, for at least 30 hours, <laughs> and you can do that with, with going back to the old um, the beeswaxing processes, and we've got three waxes, uh, proprietal waxes we keep in secret, uh, which is like the magic in winemaking. Um, uh, and then the second 30 hours, okay, it should still keep bouncing well, and you should, like Lily and um, Max Walker and those guys used to do in our era, you can still maybe swing it a little bit, but you can run your fingers across the rope, yeah. and the spinners really come in, uh, and they can really get good purchase uh, yep. on the ball. A lot of, lot of the Indian, all um, Indian balls are pretty much uh, two-piece balls. They've got rocks in them. Right. Hard plastic or congealed rubber and cork. Uh, they've got variable bounce of 20 to 30%. They break your hands, your bats, I was going to say your balls, but, <laughs> and your head. Yeah. Um, they're, they're a safety issue. Um, and, and, you know, one of the reasons why I embedded this was to come up with a one single ball at a good price, really good performance, and um, and and obviously a lot. Um, well, how close are you getting to to getting into the say the Saka or the? Um, we're dealing we're, we're dealing with uh, Cricket Australia, um, pretty much solely, uh, and then we'll we'll approach um, through them and through one of their major sponsors who will remain nameless for another another month. Um, all of the associations below district cricket, so we'll leave. The, the Jukes and the Kookaburras, the big guys to, to handle the four-piece balls. Yes. This is a, a two-piece um, uh, ball. Um, and, um, you know, being in the Holden factory, it'll, I'll, I'll, I'm always reminded of the jingle, you know, we're about, we're going to do footballs one day. Uh, and down the track, we've, we're doing cricket bats uh, as well, a new, cheaper, better bat. But footballs, meat pies, cricket bats and cricket balls in the Holden factory is going to be the jingle. Well, And it's one our company's called... The, have you got copyright on that? or If I sing it, I'm allowed to sing it. You, know, you, being, you being in the media, you're allowed to sing it. But then also, it's called the All-Australian Bat and Ball Company. It's about having Australian leather fully made in, in Adelaide uh, for Australian distribution. Um, and you know, it's, so it's one ball for all Australians. Is yeah. what we'll be pitching this out. Look, it, Chris, it sounds absolutely fantastic. Now, at the moment, you're... The stitching's being done in India, or is it? Yes, until... stitching, and we've trialled some in Europe. Right. Uh, but our crowdfund, and I'll, I'll go on record here because uh, I'm doing it straight after the election, but uh, I have a verbal promise from Mr. Kutzentonis um, to match my crowdfund up to half a million dollars. Oh, now, right. that's 10,000 balls. I, I don't know whether I'll sell 10,000. We're going to try and sell 1,000. Uh, Jay Weatherall said when he met me briefly, um, he said, I suppose I have to do this. This is a... Pretty iconic product, <laughs> and then I, my ex-student Stephen Marshall, I met, and uh, I'm meeting him straight after the election were he to be getting his premier, and he's aware of our vision to create a a, a sports manufacturing hub, the best one in the southern hemisphere, 
um, at Holden, and the first first ball off the off the production line is a, a cricket ball, followed by a football, and then a cricket bat. So we'll be oh, taking on Sharon one yeah. day. Yeah, very uh, good. I'll, I will get back there. But it's not as profitable. It's hard. It's a tricky thing to make. Um, we've designed a little robot for the footy, but the cricket balls is is, is is an export product as well. Yes. And there's a there's a big need for a better ball. You mm. you're umpiring games yeah. and you see the wear and tear on balls. Oh, they just. I mean, I cannot believe. Uh, uh, you know, I'm umpiring at this country standard, and they're all turf wickets, and most of them are very good turf wickets. The balls just don't stand up at all. Oh, so turf I, worse than hard wickets. No, balls. turf should you should, should get swing till the thirtieth over. Yeah, okay. Um, there's a there's a reason they they've they've taken shortcuts. I won't name the the two companies, but they're just putting a nitrocellulose coating on it and not not treating the leather properly like you would treat an RM Williams boot. You know, right, you stuff yes, it, yes. it goes through. It's like a it's like a compound leather, but it's not. Um, and you need you need to you know this is this is both lean manufacturing and craft. And we've looked at what has worked historically. And then married uh, lean manufacturing processes, which include robots, you know, and laser etching and infrared scanning, and um, they're expensive machines. Everyone's, you know, well over a hundred thousand. And um, I'm uh, will be uh, uh, contacting the the new premier and um, treasurer <laughs> and, and minister for sport well, recreation you've, industry you've heard, immediately. You've heard it here. You've heard it first. <laughs> there is going to be a change. Yes. <laughs> Well, funny, one of the balls I used on Friday, last Friday, we tested the balls against the Cricket Australia staff, and, and I had a ball made up with Liberal one side and Labor the other, and I had another ball with Conservatives on that side and Mr X on that side. We didn't use those two because we didn't think they would be the leading parties, and uh, breaking news, uh, last Friday, it just moved a little bit more to the Liberal side. To the right hand <laughs> side. Yeah, Mind you, depending on which side of the ball you had, the, had the right, logo. Well, I think we'd better cut this short and I'll ring centre back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know anything about cricket balls. They're impressive things, you know, with the advertising and, the, and then I think, you know, if it doesn't take off, I'll go, hey. Well, the concept's right. It's, it's, I mean, as Chris has hinted at, I mean, partly it's to do with marketing. You know, like you can mm. have the best thing in the world, but you've still got to get it out there, mm. I guess. Is that right? Yeah, and, and look, in this possible crowdfund, a lot of people never... We're selling a coaster for $20, which will be our practice run for our employees. So a coaster is leather. It'll be coated, uh, printed. Uh, it has to have um, felt and cork, which is like a flat cricket ball. So we're selling them for $20, um, and then we're trying to get past players and, and small businesses to donate one ball to their old school or their old club. So right. I had one made up for Chad Sayers, who's donating this one to St Michael's. And, Jason uh, Gillespie's here. Yeah, well, he, yeah, we made up one for him to right. donate to... Uh, but, but, but then we're going to... You know, old, old Mr Maisie, I'll be, I'll be going to set up ambassadors. Ambassadors. Yes, right. and for each association. I should have you. You think? As the umpire, <laughs> you know. Well, but who was your first uh, real club, a real team you resonated with? The first club I resonated with and played for was definitely, I know off the top of my head, was Sturt. Um, the late and great Jim Rosevere, who was my mm. teacher, uh, thought that I could play. <laughs> Obviously, he wasn't a very good judge, but he took me down to Sturt, and yeah. so Sturt was my first club. Yeah. Yeah, mine was a uh, Jindra and Burrumbuck in the in the uh, Riverina. All right. Yeah, and uh, I think and then and so they, we're trying to get this like the SACA are doing with their cricket connection, like CBA and Cricket Australia are trying to do with their grassroots cricket, and the ACA as past players, we 
we're looking to um, you know, to drive a, a, a whole initiative to support grassroots cricket. And, and as you might have seen in the papers in December, I'm a bit concerned about where cricket's going and the lack of support of grassroots cricket. Mm. This, this is my contribution, and I'll also do do that with cheaper cheaper and better bats. Yeah. They're very expensive as well. Oh, ridiculous What's a cricket expensive. bat worth? Oh. Chris? 500 to 1,000? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You won't get good anything. One. Good like ones. Something like well Warner and those guys use oh. those big things. $1,300 each. Really? Wow. Piece I mean, of wood. It's just piece of wood. That's all it is. <laughs> now, before we actually finish, I'm going to represent the uh, ignorant masses and, and say, can you just explain the concept of, of crowdfunding and, and, as it were, what's in it for the, the person who yeah. donates or how you, it works? Usually crowdfunding is when you've, got no money and you want to produce your first CD right. or you want to publish your first book. Rick. Right. <laughs> okay, you go to the people and they pledge and it's a donation. All oh, right. Um, I'm not doing that this that way. I've looked at what the um, the, the uh, Backyard Beehive did, which you might yes. remember. Yep. They were trying to raise $70,000 and they ended up raising uh, 10 or $15 million. Uh, that would be nice. Yes. Uh, and I'm selling the first balls... Um, bespoke online so there's a, a there's a coaster if you don't want to buy a cricket ball um, no one buys cricket balls they pitch them from clubs and schools because <laughs> <laughs> first time here in Australia's history we might get people to buy one uh, then a box of balls so that the pubs are looking to support me uh, which is fantastic mm. and they are the number one sponsors of all cricket and footy clubs right across the nation yes. and real estate agents uh, are often very supportive of the local community clubs so a box of balls, and then we're going to have a corporate level for $1,000 worth of balls. And um, so we'll be selling them over the next 37 days uh, online. And um, the, the media starts here, here in downtown Gawler, which yeah. used to be a great manufacturing town. Yeah, it was. Huge time. Martin and Co. Mm. Yeah, that's going back into history. Um, well, all I can say is I hope it all goes well because it... Not only do I want it to go well for you, but it, it's going to help the proverbial cricket itself, the grassroots mm. cricket, because is, as we've just mentioned, it is an incredibly expensive game. Yes. Um, mm. By the time you've decked out your, your child oh, and gear. bought them, oh, gear. well, it's not only your expensive bat, but they've got pads mm. and gloves. Well, and, Rick, I, I looked after the Southern District's um, Ray Sutton Team. Yes. So it's the first time often you're plucked out of the hard yep. wickets, yep. you know, yep. and you go and you have to play on, get new clothing, pads, protective gear, helmet, bat, yeah. gloves, um, and it's well over a thousand. Oh, yeah. It's spikes. Yeah. It's well over. So it's like golf. You know, the old subs. Yeah, you subs. So it's three, at least $300 for your subs, 300 yeah. for your bat, 300 for your clothing and, and protective gear, yeah. and then you've got your helmet. Um, and uh, it's become like golf was perhaps to us you know, when we were kids. You know, you'd borrow your uncle's clubs. Yes. And, but our days, there was, a, there was a light bat and a heavy bat in every kit. Mm, that's there? right. There was left hand and right hand gloves. They got a bit sweaty after a while. <laughs> yeah, did. And all you took was your cap and your box. That's right. But that's and not... you rocked up on your bike yeah. and you, you played the game. Yeah, absolutely true. I can remember those days very well. <laughs> what was your cricket like? Well, I played one game. And one how did game. you go, Phil? Well, 
<laughs> almost a wicket with my first ball, but then the next over they were getting it off the faith roof. So <laughs> we won't we won't bring out the the the, uh, the cricketers' jokes on tennis players, will we? No, we won't. We won't. <laughs> have we got a joke today, Rick? We have, Phil. We've got a joke, and I'm yeah, going to I'm going to see if I can get through it a bit more successfully than you did last week. <laughs> now, did you hear that recently the Australian bobsleigh team asked for a meeting with the South Australian Redbacks? Really, they did. Do you know, they wanted to ask their advice about going downhill so fast. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Oh, and about dear. The idea oh, I can see another letter to, <laughs> to, to Rupert. Yes. Thank you, Rupert. Ah, oh, dear me. Oh. All right, well, listen, this is fantastic. We're going to need to get Chris back on, I mate. think we should. Yeah. I think we should. The next couple uh, of weeks. So... Thank you so much for coming. And uh, again, I've said it once already, I hope it all goes very, very well for you. And, uh, and even more so for helping out South Australian grassroots cricket. So Sounds until great. next week, Thanks, this is Rick. Rick. This is Phil. 